You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Uh, you know what's on my mind? What's that? I gotta ask you you a question, Adam. Me? Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, are you moisturizing? Sometimes, uh, typically my face moisture. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, fucking Mrs. Meany got me into this whole face wash moisturizing thing. I was like, man, that'd be a funny question to open up. As <laughs> I sit next to my bed. A 49-year-old man going, well, I'm moisturizing now. <laughs> this is what my life has become. Yep. That's, yeah. It's the, wash and moisturize. It's the little subtle joys in life. My hands are always fucking dry in the wintertime, so I have to wear gloves when I sleep because my knuckles crack. Um, so I wear gloves to moisturize. And uh, my buddy turned me on to this product called Jack Black, which is like like a, a, I don't know, fancy shit, but my face is constantly moisturized through the day. It smells good. And, uh, yeah, I am fresh, I'm, sir. I'm just hoping I don't have to get to the age where I put preparation H underneath my eyes to shrink the swelling. you know? <laughs> Dude, you know? I, I noticed that yesterday. I was like, I don't know if I was squinting. I was looking in the mirror and I'm looking under my eyes and like, they have the, what do they call them? The crow's feet right across yeah. here. Like, holy yeah. shit, dude. Like, it felt like it came, like, the aging on my face felt like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, you start looking like fucking one of those old-timey actors. You know, who was the <laughs> guy who did the America's Best commercial, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the America's Best commercial? No, uh, American Express. Only, or, did it, what is it, Traveler's Checks or whatever? Oh, God, yeah. What the fuck was his name? Yeah. He had the old-timey, you know, detective hat on. And he had the big dick nose. Just fucking... <laughs> I can't think of his name. I'm Googling so, it right now. I'm just trying to remember right. what the hell his name was. Carl Malden. Carl Malden. Malden. Yeah, Carl Malden. Yeah, don't leave home. Don't leave home without it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get the Carl Malden. Carl. Fucking say that. <laughs> Carl Malden under my eyes. Yep. Gonna, so it was in bed. We were feeling a little frisky. I gave her to Carl Malden. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Aaron, just lay down. Let me give you the Carl Malden. That's the name of the episode right there. There you go. Gave her the old Carl Malden. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to see it on their feet and be like, 
What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Google it. Pull it up, goddammit. So gave, uh, gave her gave her the old Carl Malden dot 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 Google it. <laughs> it's a phrase we just made up that means nothing, but we're just gonna make people Google something for no reason. It's a phrase you've heard your entire life. We did not make it up. We did totally did not make it up. Uh, so no, wink. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the pod squad. Uh, joining us as well, Vanessa says, at my age, I get up to a chorus of cracks, sn- uh, pops, and snaps. Yes, I sound like the uh, snap, crackle, pop, rice crispy box when I wake up in the morning anymore these days. So. Dude, I, it's, it's, like a, it's like a circus routine when I get up. It's like, all right, one, two, three, and stand up. <laughs> oh my God. Let's go to the judges. Germany gives them a 8.5. France, of course, uh, grades of three because they don't like anyone. But um, I, uh, it's been, you know, I was sitting here thinking about how we were going to start the show and Mm. what we were going to do today and what we're going to talk about. And last week we had a great show. You can check out in the archives, uh, mindofthemeaning.com. And I thought, okay, well, this will be, what's that? If we do say so ourselves. It was a wonderful program. Um, got serious, got a little fun at the end. We had a fart. We had fart jokes. We had fun. We were serious. It was a good time. We had fun. We had farts. We had seasons in the sun. <laughs> the most important thing is that we all had fun. Um, and I thought this is going to be the craziest news that happened so far this year because it has to and nothing else can well, be. The, the year is only like a week old. Yeah. Like this is after, like this is going to give us a while, you know going to be yep. over for a while and then uh the, on january 10th we get a report from twitter that stephanie mcmahon has officially resigned in full from the wwe not just with the board but in full uh i it was like holy shit because now vince mcmahon is back on the board so i guess let's start here meanie what are your thoughts about stephanie mcmahon her resignation from the WWE. Well, here's the thing. Like everybody's, everybody's surprised. And I'm like, why? It's like, uh, you know, before Vince retired, Stephanie had resigned back then. Like, Hey, my mom, I want to take care of my kids. I want to be with my family, that kind of stuff. I'm resigning. Okay. Vince, I'm out of here, pal. I'm going to retire. So, you know, Stephanie comes back to step in the role because who would be probably be better suited for the role than Stephanie? I mean, she literally learned everything from Vince. So, you know, while that, you know, Vince steps away for the investigation, um, Stephanie can step in and make sure things are smooth. So Vince comes back. Okay, you're back. Now I can go on with my planned what I was going to do before daddy had to go away to uh, be investigated. I'm going to resign again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like people running around going, Oh my God. Oh my God. What are you? Oh my God. for it. It literally happened over the summer and Vince went away and she had to come back. So now she's doing the thing she was going to do initially, but now, you know, there's reports that, uh, you know, Vince is coming back. He wants to, I know I'm getting a little ahead. That's okay. But you know, Vince is coming back because he uh, is possibly looking to, into, 
you know, looking into uh, selling the company. That's the real thing, you know, because like, you know, back in the day, you know, back when all those massive layoffs were happening, I was like, man, they got to be looking to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you want to sell a company, you got to show uh, high profits with low overhead. So you cut a lot of the, the contracts and it widens the gap but in, in the profits. That's what you do if you want to sell something, right? So it just seems like, you know, uh, you know, reports are coming out that he's looking to sell and, you know, he wants to be in charge for the sell. And, you know, just the, the report that he came back, I'm not one of those guys, you know, well, the stock market, well, the stock market went, you know, up like 20%, which in essence, he made him a, a billion dollars just by coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am no stock expert, but I talk to people who are, and they're like, Jesus Christ, they made a billion dollars by them just announcing that he's coming back. As a, as a note to uh, Inside Baseball, uh, today is January 14th. We are recording. This episode will air on the 16th. As of at this moment, stock is now at $89.40 a share, which is up like, let me see, from month over month, I think it was trending somewhere around $69. Nice. 69 before he <laughs> came back. The oh, highest. Oh, oh, oh. We're, we're talking about stock, so let's do this. <laughs> Dateline Stanford uh, stock price of uh, WWE jumped up 30, per, 30 points uh, at the news of Vince McMahon's return. Um, it's at $89.40 a share. I mean, that is not, that is not something to just like turn your nose up at. That's a, an incredible increase. Yeah. So um, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. I mean, just people are going to, be mad that Vince is back. And uh, from my understanding, they had a, t- you know, I can understand from a talent perspective being upset because, you know, Vince is, and I, I'm going to say this, it's not a slight. He's a taskmaster. You know, he's wants things done a certain way and has a vision for, and since he's been gone, you know, since it's been under Triple H's vision, people have been very happy and uh, a lot of people got worried with the thing that Vince is coming back, but they had a, uh, the yesterday, I believe it was yesterday before SmackDown. Again, we're recording this on a Saturday. SmackDown was yesterday. They had a talent meeting with Triple H assuring that, you know, Vince is just there for the business purposes of the business because he is one of the best businessmen. And, um, you know, as far as creative goes, it's still under Triple H which again could change at any time. It's Vince's company, but you know, maybe, you know, I'm not the Vince whisperer, but you know, I've been in the business since 94 and to me, it's thinking, you know, maybe we, you know, you know, maybe Vince was away for a couple months sitting around going, you know what? You know, I'm not, I'm sleeping. All right. I'm not that stressed. Uh, I'm not, you know, having to, uh, Rewrite the show at the last second, you know, maybe, maybe this, uh, non-creative life is maybe this non-creative life is the life for me, pal. <laughs> and maybe since he's, you know, been away on his, uh, hiatus, maybe he was like, uh, oh, this ain't too bad, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe, maybe I'll just stick with the books, you know? And if that's the case, awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, uh, I like the product under triple H. I, I didn't, I'm not saying it was bad under Vince, but under Triple H, I like it. 
there might be a little bit more cohesion between NXT and the WWE, which seemed there seemed to be a real big disconnect there for ever, you know? So once, you know, NXT is triple H's baby. So once somebody comes from triple A and from not from triple A or triple A, <laughs> somebody comes from NXT to WWE, there won't be this like awkward. Okay. Now here's a uh, Viking helmet. Uh, right, know, that, right. That kind of bit. But, yeah, you know, uh, it's been an interesting week. It has been. I think that's the understatement of the millennium. Um, I, uh, that was just the afternoon. That literally, it was like the afternoon and then at night. Do you remember? We were messaging each other about this. We were talking about it. We're like, oh shit, we definitely got to talk about it this week. And yeah. then I think it was later that night, like 9 30 or 10 o'clock, I fell yeah. asleep and I woke up and literally my phone was just alive with alerts you know holy shit there's a report that's dropped that the wwe has come to an agreement with the saudi arabian government to sell and put vince back in charge and the entire internet went fucking crazy embarrassingly so oh my god yeah well that's what i was gonna say we're gonna tie into that too it's like it was a disaster like such an embarrassment because nobody bothered to vet the story. Nobody no. bothered to vet the information. Like, you don't see CBS do this crap. Robert Costa wouldn't fucking put a report out about, you know, the president or January 6th without vetting something. That's not how this works. But uh, I, we're going to get into it. I have to say right off the bat, shout out and uh, a credit to Mike Johnson and Dave Shear from PW Insider for being the only people who didn't say anything about this. Correct. You know, let's uh, we should crack one. I'm cracking, uh, cracking early today because uh, God bless you. God bless you. You know what's going to sound good on the recording? It's like initially and then you sneezed. It was like it hit you in the nose. It's going to be fucking beautiful, man. I love that shit. It's the and little favorite, stuff that pops me there. My favorite term is theater of the mind. So. <laughs> Use your imagination. So, uh, I mean, it was like. There, yes. It was it was embarrassing to watch people trip over themselves to be like, oh, my God, the Saudis. And like, you know, obviously, we're not going to get into politics of that of, of the Saudi Arabian government or things right. like that. That's just not the show for that. But um, it's not a secret. It, right. It's not a secret. It's out there. All you have to do yeah. is follow me on Twitter. You can pretty much see where I'm at with it. But like that we're here talking about the actual event, right. I think. And, and again, I'll, I, I'll preface this with my statement that I want to kind of get in. I want to get into what you think. It was embarrassing to be a wrestling fan, it felt like, for a little bit. Like, to be, like, watching this stuff on Twitter, watching this stuff on Facebook and Instagram and bounce all over the internet. And my first thought was, did anybody source this? You guys are pulling this from a guy on Reddit who's broken news before. Did anybody source this? Does anybody, like, look into this? And then everybody's got to do all these backtracks, and it's like, well, God, like, what? how are you feeling when you saw all that stuff initially? I was shocked, but you know what? Then again, um, I talked to people, like I say, I'm not, I, I know enough, but like I start talking to people in who deal in business and, uh, are smarter than me. And, uh, uh, one of my buddies, I was like, check this out. He's like, there's no way that that's possible. I'm like, really? He's like, well, yeah, you're a publicly traded company. If you're going to sell your company, you at least have to make your shareholders 
aware that there might be a potential sale. I went, huh, that's a great point. And I, I, I told him, I told, told him clearly, I know nothing. I don't, I know shit about fuck about the stock market, but he knows plenty about the stock market and he's very, you know, I don't want to put him out there, but you know, he's very successful. I don't want to be Meltzer either going, well, I talked to my friend at the picking agency. Jesus Christ. Talk about somebody who's up shit's Creek right now too. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> like, Packed show today, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I, I got, I got two, fr- I got one friend who works in a stock market and one friend who is a very successful business person and, uh, deals with, that's his business. He's a, he's a lawyer and deals with business. <clears throat> so he's like, there's no way this is possible to happen this quick. And I was like, well, what if it was all done through back channels and they're just, this is his file. He's like, no, you get, you have to. You know, in order for a company to do this, they would have to buy up all the shares. And he's like, look, I have WWE stock. And if they want to buy it, because if you if you buy it, it's the price of the stock plus a certain amount over to the stock. Uh, this is just me trying to remember what the fuck. So said. if I if I can jump in, because I can help sort of tie in and explain this. It's yes. it's akin to what happened with Twitter and Elon Musk. OK, yeah. Twitter was a publicly traded company. Elon Musk came in and said, I'm willing to offer you and the shareholders $54 a share in order to purchase this company, which equaled out to about $44 billion, right? Right. By law, they are Twitter, pronouns, pal. Twitter is legally and fiduciarily responsible for presenting that information to not just their shareholders, but to their board and to the SEC and to the folks who handle the financial aspect and the government it's illegal. Like what if Vince McMahon did that? Like let like really just think about it for a second. If Vince McMahon made a back channel agreement with the Saudi Arabian government to sell his company and did not alert his shareholders and his board and the SEC about like you have to file paperwork for this shit. You can't just right. say crazy shit. There would be a massive investigation about this. So I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to kind of put context on what no. you were saying. No, you this is why I pay you the big bucks, pal. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. You you put it well better than my uh, stumbling and bumbling. You're doing a great uh, job, though. Doing a great job. Uh, I can stumble and bumble with the best of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's essentially what my friends in, in the business world said. That, you know, there's no way that it happened this fucking quick. You know, but um, oh my god. And then um, I mean, there, there's also the, the 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 thought out there that you know, you know, putting. Where, where is there a penalty for putting out this fucking information? Especially if you're a stockholder, you know, if you own, if you own WWE stock and there's a report of a sale on this, whatever to say, the stock goes down. Yeah. Can you fucking sue people for putting out false information that essentially cost people money? If you were to suppose you and I were on the board and mm-hmm. I leaked that this was selling to the Saudi Arabians, right? But I sold my shares before that. That's insider trading. That's fucking illegal. That's uh, Martha Stewart, right? Yes. That's Martha Stewart illegal, right? That's kind of what I was thinking when all this was happening. I'm like, is this like some Martha Stewart shit here? You know, just. Yeah, it w- it very well could have been like, and but again, I don't, I don't see anybody on the board sabotaging this. And again, to be clear, 
there should have been some, again, there should have been some analysis. There should have been some due diligence before. I felt like, you know, like Eric Bischoff and John Alba, we talked about this. They had a great live feed on yes. uh, Strictly Business, which is their pod, their, their podcast on the 83 Weeks uh, channel. I took it over to you. Yeah. I it over. Fantastic listen. I mean, then those, I would say I would give them credit because during the process of the show, they continually said, we do not have confirmation on this. This is not... John Alba is a very, he's very knowledgeable in media. So he kept saying like, this is not, you know, but we should explore this because, you know, it's coming out, which is fine. That I, I don't, I don't necessarily have an issue with that. Right. But they, they had a, a fantastic analysis of this entire thing. And, and, you know, again, there are levels to this and there's rules to it and you can't just, it, it's not the wild west. Like that's not, you know, right. that's not how this kind of shit works. So initially not- my thought was, fuck that, that's not possible. Right. Yeah, and I like eventually it turned out all to be bullshit. Right. So it's just uh and look, I won't lie, I kind of got excited, you know, because like I'm a chaos junkie, you know. Uh like when news breaks and something's happening in the moment, I'm like glued to Twitter. I'm you know, you know, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Hey man, did you hear this? Hey, I heard this. You know, back to, you know, doing back channel shit. Right. And just wondering, hey, you know, is this true? And, you know, people are like, this is what I'm hearing. And I'm like, holy shit, this and that and the other thing. And then, again, that's when I start talking to my friends in the business world. And they're like, yeah, this is, is like, I respect the fact that, you know, wrestling journalists might not understand the uh, trade, uh, you know, trade, you know, rules or law or, you know, stock market, whatever. I was like, so that kind of settled me down. I was, you know, what? I'm going to go to fucking bed. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was ready to stay up all night just to, you know, so by, so by tweet, I was like, well, it's eight 30 in Saudi Arabia was news should be breaking soon. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, exciting. Let me see what's going on here. Not that I'm excited that they're selling this. I, I like when news breaks. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a dork. No, man, so, but it's, it's fun when you're on the cutting edge of that stuff, though, you know? When you're watching something unfold in real time, there's something to it, yeah. you know? There's an, uh, an adrenaline rush. So, and then, you know, I, once I talked, my, my my friends talked me down off the fucking cliff. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go to bed and wake up and see what happens in the morning. And then it turns out it was all bullshit. Right. You know, so. But, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it was... It was frustrating to see how many people were clamoring over each other. I think that was yeah. the, what what really bothered me. And it was like, oh, what are they going to do? Like, what about Sami Zayn? What about all the women on the roster? What about this? What about that? And again, these are not invalid questions, right? Like, we understand that there's a, there's an issue. Like, that's why Sami doesn't go to Saudi Arabia, um, right. you know. And we understand about you know the the dynamic of women uh, women's rights inside of Saudi Arabia. But this is not a confirmed report, right? Like, that's the thing. Is it's like, this isn't confirmed. Like, none of this is accurate at this time. No one is saying anything about this at this time. So, but, uh, there, there's this thing. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but no, go I, ahead. Go ahead. I have to get this out of my head. Sure. But with any room, like, it's easy to start a room when there's, like, a, already a precedent sent. And... You know, lately the you know the Saudi government—they've been buying soccer teams. They started their own golf league. Right. They're trying. They're trying to, 
ingratiate themselves into Western culture, whether, you know, European or American, you know, they bought some soccer teams, they started to live golf thing and they're paying, you know, they're paying uh, these golfers like way more money than they would on a, a traditional golf tour. Right. So you could see that. And then when you hear they're buying the WWE, you could put two and two together and go, Oh, this must be real because they're already done this, that, the other thing. Right. Uh, you know, they're trying to buy into Americana, which WWE is hundred percent America, American pop culture, American Americana. So yeah. it's easy to, you know, go with that rumor. And, and, and <laughs> my favorite term from what, what happened that night was there was a lot of vague tweeting. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of vague tweeting, which, you know, unless you know 100% this is coming out, don't vague tweet. Don't yeah. fucking, don't, don't, don't tease me. Don't give me blue balls. <laughs> don't give me hope, guys. Don't give don't me don't hope. Get, well, not even hope, but just the, the thrill of watching something yeah. as it as it happens. That's what not I meant. Hope, I, hope that something crazy was going to happen. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, please don't, don't, don't do this to me. Yeah. So uh, I can see the headline now. Blue mini hopes WWE sells this out of here. <laughs> We're going to see a report tomorrow. Yeah. He said. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. That you take. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now we're going to do damage control. And ah, Jesus. Words. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, you know, and again, like you, you think about it and we touched on this a little bit last week. And, and I know, you know, a lot of people are, are really, they were really surprised that this happened so quickly, you know, they're looking at it like, let's just look at it in the context of, you know, oh my God, it happened. That Comcast, NBC wasn't the one that, that bought the company. And to me, in my brain, that's what makes the most sense. Yeah. They already have all the, all the information. They have um, uh, NXT, they have Raw. The only thing they really don't have is SmackDown. And that, I feel like, for all intents and purposes, that's their flagship program on cable, you know, on the, on a top network imagine that on NBC. And I, I was like that. There's no way, there's no way that they did this with Saudi Arabia, excuse me, Celtic uh, without, um, checking with Comcast or even rebutting Comcast. So I don't, I, I was shocked. You know, it was just, it was a, a cavalcade of bullshit that happened. <laughs> so I'd be, be a good name for the episode too. Cavalc- actually, it's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a cavalcade of bullshit. <laughs> There is also, that should just be the name of the show, Cavalcade of Bullshit. <laughs> With the blue meanie. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's also, and I, this, I don't know if this has been said out anywhere else, but I've heard it, a conspiracy theory. Oh, hold on. Let's, hit, let's get the news report. Conspiracy theory that somehow the, the rumor was floated as a way to pressure NBC into buying the company sooner or, or just to, you know, gauge the temperature of how people will react to a possible sale, even though you can't, was a, there's a room, you know, rumors by, you know, put that out there just to see a, see how people will react and B pressure NBC into see, huh? 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 Somebody else might want to buy this company. Uh, better pony up, pal. Right. You know, there's there there's that rumor. It's it, it's just a rumor. It's a conspiracy theory. But again, who like, knows if there's anything to it to su- substantiate it? You know, but, but it's again, out there. Again, like what would be the again? Like I I've heard that 
on some segments of Twitter, but like, what would be the point of it? Like, what would be the point of, of, and I'm not saying it to you. It's just more like a general statement. Like, why would they do something like that? That doesn't make any sense to me. Hey friends, this episode of mind of the meanie is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, manscape, the global leaders in below the waist grooming are leaving 2022 with brand new products. The persevere cologne and persevere body wash. 2023 is the year to up your hygiene game and smell amazing. And manscape wants to help you do that with this special offer. Use the promo code mind meanie. For 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com, take the leap into the new year and join the 7 million men who already trust Manscaped. And Meanie, I know I trust Manscaped, but let's talk about what was the highlight of 2022 for you and what are you looking forward to in 2023? Well, I'll tell you, man, uh, Manscaped has uh, kept Meanie up up and up when it comes to uh, looking and smelling good for uh, Mrs. Meanie. Uh, I love the Persevere body wash. I love the Persevere cologne. Uh, all their products have been tip top, all the way from the you know, the foot spray to you know uh, to everything. So uh, when it comes to uh, you know Meanie looking his finest, Manscaped has done the job and doing the job it is for me here as well at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Courtney uh, absolutely loves the new look on Little John and the East Side Boys, so I can't complain. That has definitely been the highlight all the way from the tippy top down to my thigh slappers. 2023 is on its way, and the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in the way of making it your best yet. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is the leader of the Performance Package 4.0, or as I call it, the perfect package for my package, meanie. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. This new year, shave off those loose pines. Shave those loose pines off of your wood with the best tool for the job, the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, it's here to take down every pube in its path. Uh, also, talk about feeling clean and uh, smelling good as well. The new purser of your body wash from Manscaped solves all three of those problems for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, the body wash has a light woodsy scent and is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. The new Persevere cologne is like the body wash with a light woodsy scent that answers the call of the wild while leaving you smelling like a man forged from the earth. And Meanie, we're not talking about smelling like a man after you come out of the wrestling ring. We're talking about clean, (laughs) fresh, and well and good. It's also cruelty-free, Meanie, which is amazing. It's dye-free paraben free and vegan so you know you're in the right hands while smelling right me what's that promo code again one more time you can use code mind me for getting 20 percent off plus free shipping that's promo code mind meanie for 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscape.com 2023 it's on the way the woods are here and smell amazing are you ready to jump in and join us with Manscaped again, 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code MindMeanie at Manscaped.com. Happy New Year to your balls, and we thank you. We thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program. Um, what I don't want to see, and this is another thing we're going to get into before we talk about Papa H. Um, hmm. There is a report. That uh, oh, and Bailey Shackleford's here. I heard North Korea is the dark horse to acquire WWE. <laughs> I salute you, sir. I salute yeah. you for that one. Well done, sir. Oh, well done to you. Um, I'm gonna go with. I would say. I would say Iran, but that's just my money. But um, and Iran, <laughs> so far away. Oh my God, you popped me on that one, pal. Um, 
there's a report that Tony Khan and his father are interested in purchasing the WWE and merging it with AEW and giving Vince McMahon a role. And now I want your response to that first, Meany, and then I'll give you my input. What are your thoughts on Tony Khan potentially buying WWE? The term I read is they're in a pool. Mm. They're swimming. swimming. They're in a pool with other potential investors. And that will, I hate to fucking be that guy, but that will not fucking happen. Right. Um, Vince McMahon will not allow to happen to him what he did to fucking Ted Turner. Right. For a multitude of reasons, I think. I'm sorry, I cut you off, and I'll I'll go into mine, but go ahead. You go first. Yeah. I mean, Vince proudly went, I bought my competition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So somebody else is going to come along and buy him and go, I bought my competition's competition or, you know, like a Russian doll, you know, where one fits in the other, you know, Mm -hmm. No, Vince will not allow that to happen. Um, Tony Khan coming back for revenge for WCW, you know? Well, I, I keep saying, you know, WWE's worth $6 billion, mm-hmm. $7 million, something like that. Yeah, somewhere in that range. You know what this reminds me of? It's, it's like I, I started a promotion back in the day called 3PW. It's just a, it was a small indie fed in Philly, right? And that was born from the fact that I know a guy named Steve who said, hey, this guy wants to sell me his wrestling promotion. I was like, what is it? And he told me, I was like, I've never fucking heard of it. I was like, why would you buy something when you could just start your own thing? Right. And then me and Steve were going to start this thing, 3PW, and then it turned out that he backed out and all this shit, but we got the ball rolling with 3PW. It's like, why buy... You started your own thing. You started AEW. It's doing well. Why buy WWE? You know, and it's just like, you know... uh, Oh, no, I'm, I'm going down another road, but then again, you know, it's just like... I'm not even going to entertain. I, I feel bad. I've entertained this for like more than two seconds. <laughs> right. There's a, there's a lot of reasons though, like, right. That it doesn't make sense. Right. And, and one we've talked about a lot on the show and that you've made mention to a lot on this show is the fact that you've mentioned before <clears throat> that the rumor and innuendo is that Vince McMahon has long maintained that his biggest mistake was buying WCW. Yes. And, I firmly believe that if that happened, let's just, you know, put on our fucking tinfoil hats for a second and act as if Tony Khan bought WWE. I firmly believe that that would be the same thing that would happen to him because now you're looking like instead of it being Vince McMahon buying up the competition, it's now Tony Khan with the monopoly. And that doesn't do anybody any good. We saw what happened with with that merger and that acquisition of, of WCW. There was a lot of talent that was left out. There was a lot of talent that was underutilized and underperformed. There was not enough television time to go around because they couldn't base Nitro on anything anymore. Um, it it didn't work really for anybody. Vince, Vince hated by Vince. In retrospect, re- regretted buying WCW because he bought it took away his competitive edge. Right, right, exactly. And Vanessa has good. No, no, no. Go ahead. What did Vanessa say? Vanessa was saying that she made a good point that Tony seems to have enough trouble getting ring of honor back off the ground. Right. You know, uh, yeah, he, he, 
And uh, yeah, it's it's a fact. Tony couldn't get a TV deal for Ring of Honor. So you're going to buy WWE. And then when you buy WWE, you're going to you know end up neglecting AEW. The the you know the day one fans for AEW are going to feel slighted. You know that you know you're taken away from the thing they the alternative they ended up loving. You know AEW is the alternative to WWE. And I'm not saying ones are I'm not saying one is better than the other, but it's good to have options to watch. You know yeah and uh. You know, they're not connected. I mean, that's why they hold, did the whole brand split. He bought WCW. He said it took away his creative edge. So he split it up, WWE, between Raw and SmackDown. One show has a set of wrestlers and writers. The other show has another set. He had, he had to make up for buying WCW with creating his own in-company competition. Right. So... You know, if if Tony if Tony was smart, and I know he's smart, uh, he won't even entertain the thought of buying WWE. Just worry about making AEW the best AEW. Don't worry about acquiring WWE. You know, it doesn't it doesn't do anybody any good. Um, no. And again, too, like I said, to your point, as far as you know, television rights and things like that, um, Vince could have easily tried to get Nitro back on the air somewhere. If he really wanted to, I'm sure they that property, WWE, could have been added, you know, like they could have branded, you know, WCW Wednesday Nitro, you know, so you're yeah. not competing with yourself, right? Could have been done, but think about this way. NXT, SmackDown, Raw. Hunter ran NXT. Yeah. Think about Tony Khan for just, again, game it out for a second, all right? You have Dynamite, right. you have Dynamite, you have Rampage. You also would then have Raw, SmackDown, NXT, right? That's five shows almost through the entire week, right? Almost every day except for Thursday, two shows on, on Friday. That's a lot of creative content for one person to oversee. Do you, how do you manage all of that as the booker, the head book? You know, like that's not, it's, it's not feasible even with the teams they have assembled with AEW and WWE. I don't think it would be done. I don't think it could be done. He's already got enough people on the contract with AEW that, aren't getting enough TV time or, or aren't being utilized. You know, uh, I love AEW. I love Tony, mm-hmm. but you know, how many times have we seen somebody new come in and make a, make a big splash and then fade to the background, you know? Right. It, and, you know, and it's happened, you know, you bring in the former WWE guy that makes a big splash. He's a game changer. And then like, he, fades into the background next guy comes along or next woman comes along she's a game changer fades into the background mm-hmm. kind of thing you know so you know uh yeah just if i was tony and his father i would just focus on making aew the best aew and uh worry about everything you got going on not i'm not i'm and that's just a rumor that he's yeah. in the pool but if he they're gonna sell anybody you know i my thing is, I've always, you know, been on the bully pulpit saying Amazon should buy it because they have streaming networks and they have their own in-house shopping network, which could sell their own product. But hmm. in the grand scheme of theme, in the grand scheme of things, NBC, well, Comcast, NBC makes the most sense because they've had a relationship with NBC going back to the eighties, you know, yeah. with you know Saturday Night's main event and. You know, NBC, you know, has produced 
you know, decades of WWE television. So that makes the, the most sense. And they're already on Peacock. They always, they already have young rock and mm-hmm. all this kind of already on Peacock. So it, it just makes sense. I, I think the reason why, you know, Peacock has any business is because of the WWE content. You know, I agree. I think that's set. I think that's set Peacock on the trajectory it's on now. I think that's why they've done so well as an app. Um, yeah, I just, I, I would be shocked to see anybody. And remember too, like, even if it's, if it's Comcast, if it's Amazon, if it's Disney, these companies have what I refer to as fuck you money. They have more money than you could possibly imagine. Think about the opportunities that are there. Because again, you know, at the end of the day, like Vince is limited and that company is limited in scope in regards to contracts, right? For example, if CM Punk wanted $5 million to come and do a WrestleMania event, is Vince going to have that money to shell out? Right. Comcast NBC would be like, you know what? CM Punk and Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania sounds great. Here's seven and a half million to come to the event. Right. Like literally, like it wouldn't even, they wouldn't even, and that wouldn't, they wouldn't even let them make them bat an eye. That's right. just like, here you go. Here's what you need. What else do you need? You want your own car? Here, let's, here's the keys to the car. That's the kind yeah. of money that these people have. So the opportunities are legitimately limitless for contract negotiations, bringing people in, other talent, crossover appeal that works with NBC. And again, SmackDown on Friday nights on NBC on their main page. Fuck, man. They already have their built-in infrastructure. There's already departments for everything they need to do. Now, if he goes and buys WWE, he has to build that infrastructure or go with the, the only thing that, you know, sucks with like acquisitions and mergers is usually there's like a bloodbath in the, the offices of, you know, the corporate side, you know, right. why are these people when we already have these people, you know, we already have everything in house and a lot of people who work for WWE currently behind the scenes will probably lose their job, which sucks. Yeah. That's just, Unfortunately, that's the nature of business, but it just makes the most sense. Everything is right there with NBC and per- here, per- owning their own content. The other thing I want to make sure that I mentioned as well, before we get into uh, ask me here yes. is the fact that everyone on the board has said there's no guarantee that a sale is going to happen. Stephanie's right. statement, Nikon, Triple H, right. Vince, there's no, there's no guarantee that it could happen. I wouldn't, I mean, honestly, if you're asking me my opinion, I don't really want to see the company sell. I like the way it's set up. I like the way it's structured right now. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, But again, like if that's what they're going to do, that's what they're going to do. Right. But there's no guarantee that could happen. It's like, okay, well, part of the negotiation process with this thing is if NBC wants to buy the rights to SmackDown and they want to move SmackDown to NBC, well, why not just buy the whole fucking company? What's the cost differential? You know, they're looking at cost analysis. They're looking at their return on investment. You know, what is the net operating income with not having SmackDown versus having it versus owning it? You know, like there's a lot of things that go into this. And it's right. not just as as quick as that. Now, the only other thing that that makes me think that they will sell is the fact that they've hired JP Morgan. Excuse me. And they've had other folks that have come in to oversee the process like big heavy hitters are coming in from the business world. So, um, yeah, I mean, time will tell obviously as in all things, as we say every week, this is an ever changing, ever moving story. So I'm sure, you know, this week will be something crazy. (laughs) You know, we'll see what happens there, but, um, 
I got cool news. I wanted to let you know I've been speaking with the team at Brothers Gatter about creating a new wrestle buddy for me. So you'll have your official Mind of the Meanie two pack wrestle buddies if you'd like to pick them up for your bedspread or your best friend or whoever you would like. Um, yeah, I got I got mine on my bed right. I got I, both of them. Yeah. So Sophie won't let me have the Santa Mini. Um, she has it in her room. So she uh, she she's like uh, she's like I want to have Santa Mini here with me. Uh, so go to brothersgatter.com right now. You can still get the one on the left on Meanie's left there, the blue, the original blue Meanie, and the yeah. Santa Meanie for the holiday season. That one is that officially sold out now? I think so. I I had mine at Icons mm. at the. And uh, it completely sold out. Yeah. And then uh, Brother Scatter told me they sold very well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe this becomes a yearly thing. Possible. Do a different uh, do a different style design every year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's cool about the, the Santa Mini one, it's got the uh, steel chair on the back. Mm. So over the weekend when people asked me to sign, I just, I just would sign on the, the steel chair like, because I've signed so many steel chairs in my career. <laughs> I saw you sign a couple of steel chairs at Icons, though. That guy came up with, like, four or five of them. I was like, I, I mean, that dedication right there. There were a lot of fucking signatures on that chair, man. But, well, yeah, I was like, were, were people at the dinner table just standing around now that you got all the chairs here? What the fuck? <laughs> where people sitting in your house, man? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it was it was really cool to see how quickly those were moving, um, you know, at Icons. I felt like, you know, I love being at Icons with Meanie because it's like it's just a cool time to like see everybody and get to chat with people. Um, and uh, just every every other like 30 seconds. Hey, can you grab a bag? Grab that bag right there. Here. Oh, shit. Here you go. You know, and fucking they were sold out completely. So you, you, were, you were saying that Meanie's helper for the day. That's right. <laughs> you, and, you and Mrs. Meanie. That's right. Uh, it's a good time, man. But- it was it was very cool. It was very cool. Uh, you know, there's a, there's possible opportunities you know to do for next year. Yeah, you know, reach I'll reach out to him in August when it's you know you know right around that time and yeah. get to work. But I'm excited if you you, you know you get your uh, your brother's gather buddy. I'm you know, looking- then we can uh, we can have a play set. That's right. That's what I'm saying. You can have mini just mini salt me from the top of your roof, the top of the bed, wherever you want a mini salt from. So once that news, they're they're working on the design right now. Shout out to the guys at Tenth Ward Barbershop. Uh, their logo is going to be on the front and the back of the uh, the buddy. Nice. And uh, I am looking forward to seeing how it comes up. Don't forget, we'll keep you posted. But don't forget, if you want your Santa Me or if you want your Blue Meanie or your Gigi Allen wrestling buddy, go to <laughs> brothersgatter.com. I might just pick up one of them just because. Um, oh, Vanessa wanted to know. We go back to that real fast. Dave Meltzer's getting drugged through the dirt. Um, do you want to touch on that before we go through? Uh, before we go I- through. I vaguely like, like he's coming under fire because somebody fed him a false report about uh, something that happened in Japan. Uh, I'm blanking. Like I, I just fucking read the article. Wrestling Inc. put out the article that uh, Meltzer's coming under fire for putting out a, uh, a false report. And then when he was corrected by the actual promotion that he reported on, he refused to correct the statement. Yeah, it looks From like. What? Yeah, that's about right. That's a great. That's a great summary of it. David Bixenspan wrote the report for Wrestling Inc. Uh, okay. said, essentially, what it looks like is that Meltzer was fed false information uh, from a hoaxer posing as Dragon Gate talent, um, that's and it. Thank making you. sure to get Dave's side and contextualize how his, he basically didn't do any due diligence on this particular report. Um, 
and it just he he didn't follow up with anybody. He just reported it and put it out. Um, there was a lot of folks who were saying that this was a hit piece. It wasn't a hit piece. This kind of shit happens all the time in media. You know, like like Brian Williams on NBC got caught up in a bunch of shit a couple of years ago about lying about being in a helicopter that got attacked by, in the Iraq war. You know, right. it's not people reporting on that. It's not a hit piece. This is holding the media accountable. And I, I appreciate what Bix did here by and the editors at Wrestling Inc. by holding him accountable. Um, so I, I think, think that's a great David Bix's man does great work. Go to wrestlinginc.com and you can read the story. Uh, but yeah, that's really what this seems like is just the fact that they're they're holding him accountable for that. But boy, people are ripping him apart right now. So I think um what do you, I mean, you know, look, Melter is Melter, but um that's pretty much where the story is at this point. So you can go check out that that article there. But oh, me- here, here, here's my thing with, with Dave and uh we'll get to ask me. Yeah, yeah. Um I like Dave. I don't hate Dave. In my opinion, great Dave Meltzer is a great historian. Like he can, he's got good recall about things that happened. But then there's also the thing where, and and I've heard like, there's a thing I took issue with him, and then I heard Bruce Pritchard talk about his podcast is like he would give out show results and attendance figures. And is, is, is what's your source? Oh, the fan that went to the show. Really? So the the, yeah. the fan at the show went around and counted heads to uh, see how many people were at the show and, and, and attendance figures and figured out the gate, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Where Bruce Pritchard is like, we I would have gave it to him if he would have called and we could have, you know, just this, this, that, and the other thing, but he just, he does too much, too much crowdsourcing from people who don't work in the business. It's, it's like cheap labor, you know? Yeah. Somebody who went to the show, tell me what happened and just report it as fact when, you know, dude, I never worried about, as a fan, I never worried about what a fucking attendance figure was as a fan going to a show until, you know, I started reading, you know, get around people who read the newsletters, you know, I would, you know, uh, one night there was a NWA WWF doubleheader in Philly. Uh, NWA was at the convention center. WWF was at the Spectrum. I went to the Spectrum show just because it was closer to the hotel. We were all hanging out. And I get back to the hotel, and, and uh, I saw somebody who went to the NWA show. I was like, I went to the w- I went to the Spectrum. They're like, I went. What was the attendance? I was like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Why? Why? Why do I care about? I'm not a fucking hall monitor. I'm not. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I was too busy watching the show. I did. Yeah, like who cares? You're busy looking around, counting heads. You're missing out on what's going on in the ring. So how can yeah. you give a given an accurate description of the matches? You know, it's like, and that's what you know, Malter would do. He would just like crowdsource from people who went to the show, and they could have told him anything. Yeah, that's well, and he, how much, how much misinformation is out there in the annals of history through his newsletter and people take it as gospel fact when it was just Joe Schmo from bumfuck Iowa is just saying, Oh, this is what happened. This is my opinion. Well, right. Like, and I won't name, name the news uh, site that reached out to me on Twitter. Uh, I guess it was two years ago. Now um, it was the first show back in Pittsburgh um, when they went live again, it was 2021. And, Someone reached out to me about Nikki Cross, Nikki A.S.H. She had just started the new almost superhero uh, gimmick. 
And there were reports on Twitter that people were booing her as she came in. And I'm like, that's not accurate. Like, first of all, I'm not going to answer this question for you. I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not going to shit all over somebody's gimmick. But second of all, like, no, dude, nobody was booing. There was a, like, my daughter loved it. And honestly, that's the only thing that matters is the fact that if she likes it, that's what, that's what's important. The kids loved it. Like, the fuck right. are you trying to bury this person? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I hate that kind of stuff, man. Right. Absolutely hate it. So, uh, uh, but what I don't hate, Blue. Yes. Uh, your first name, obviously, your, your God-given name there. Um, That's quite. <laughs> That's quite. Uh, I have a question for you. Yes. Yes, dear. Are you ready to ask me? I would love to. I should have done this one first. Yeah, of course. And then the question, and then this part. Ask me something. Don't forget, tweet us your questions at Mind of the Meanie on Twitter and use the hashtag AskMeanie. And you may hear your questions asked on the show. Matt from Dover has one from left field for you, Meanie. <laughs> Is the movie The Rock a James Bond film? That's a great perspective. <laughs> It could have been. Welcome to the rock. I specifically said no liquid plasma screens. Famous titties for 500. (laughs) That's not my name. Turd Ferguson. Yeah, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I cannot argue against it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue against it. So that's... uh, well done, sir. Tip of the hat to you, Matt from Dover. First time, long time. Uh, Mark and Dryden's got two good ones here uh, to lead us into the rest of the program. Uh, out out of these bands, we didn't get one from uh, Grape Juice Burp or whatever his name is this week. I was a little disappointed, but his fucking... Grape, grape, grape Juice Dingleberry. <laughs> his fucking Bronco Buster question last week popped me. Um, <laughs> out of these bands, which is your favorite and why? Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam or Allison Chains? Ooh. Jesus, man. It just you're giving me those four bands, and I gotta pick which one. Yeah, which one's your favorite? And why? So, uh, shoot, shoot it again. Nirvana, right? Soundgarden, right? Per, uh, Pearl Jam or Allison Chains? God damn! Oh god damn! God damn! That's like making me fucking pick my best friend, right? Uh, those bands got me through high school. Um, Lots of great music in that in that fucking setup there. A lot of great experiences. A lot of, you know, uh, out of those bands, I saw I've I've seen Pearl Jam the most. Uh, I got to see Alice in Chains once with Lane, but most of the mo- most of the time with uh, Duvall, Mister mm. uh, William Duvall. Who's done a fantastic job, by the way. I I, I enjoy the newer material. I know Pilov traditional is like, well, it's not lame. Well, well, actually, well, you know, Brian Johnson replaced Bon Scott, so I mean, it happens. Unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, unfortunately, Lane. I wish Lane was still with us, but it is what it is, you know. But uh, out of those four bands, which all of them I love. Uh, but I would have to say Pearl Jam just for the fact that uh, I've seen them the most, like all, all those bands, I've seen them the most. I've, uh, it became like events, like annual events. They were coming around a lot. It was like, 
Yeah, we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to, I, I, so I got to see the legendary Randall's Island show that they did back when uh, they were doing the No Ticketmaster tour. Wow. Uh, a buddy of mine was in the 10 Club and uh, got me tickets. And, um, yeah, I would have to say Pearl Jam just for the fact that, you know, I, I've purchased everything they've done. I'm in the 10 club too, by the way. So, uh, you know, I'm, 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 an, I'm an active member of the 10 club. I've seen them plenty of times. Uh, I've might've cried at one of their shows. Hey man, nothing wrong with that. You know, that's a, some of the, some of their lyrics have, have really affected me. You know, there's, you know, certain lines where I'm just like, yep, that's me. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I would, I, again, I love all those bands, but I probably say Pearl Jam the most. If you're asking me my favorite, um, this is a tough call. Cause I really, I enjoy all these bands as well. Um, I would say Nirvana. I feel like, you know, my younger years, like growing up, I was, you know, I was, uh, God, I was like seven, eight, nine in the early nineties, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. So Nirvana was like super starting to get like super big. And like the grunge sound was like kind of taking hold, um, I was a big Green Day fan at the time too, um, yeah. but there was just something always like super special about Nirvana. Like I just there was just always something so great about them. Uh, and watching their uh, MTV Unplugged set was yeah. just incredible, man. You know, I mean, you know, I was probably I don't know eight or nine when I first saw it. Um, didn't quite fully comprehend it at the time, but I just remember really enjoying it. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say Nirvana, but I mean, you know, like I said, all of these bands, you know, like I like Audio Slave. Um, yeah. you know, Foo Fighters, they all, those two bands spawn from these two. Um, yeah. and Alice in Chains, I mean, they're, you know, Wood is a fucking banger. Like that record, that record was hard. So, yeah. um, it, it, it would be Pearl Jam and then Alice in Chains. Yeah. Close second. I love Soundgarden too. Yeah. I love Nirvana, but Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and then Alice in Chains. What's your, uh, what's your favorite Pearl Jam song? Holy shit. Um, <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot, pal. No, uh, it used to be a lot better. Yeah, you know, when they first yeah, that came out, and then, like, it just, uh, okay. Uh, just Breathe. Um, there's a uh, deep meaning to it, which I've shared on social media. I don't feel like talking about it, because then I'll start crying. But, um, well, well, fuck it. Uh, hey. When my mom was... Uh, uh, ill and uh, I knew I was about to lose my mom uh, she was on a ventilator and I knew her time was coming I would play Pearl Jam's Just, ble- uh, Just Breathe on my cell phone you know when my mom was sick and she was out of it she was on the ventilator and she's on so much medicine that sometimes she was there sometimes she wasn't uh, my main goal, I, I'd watched a documentary on, uh, how music people use music with dementia patients mm-hmm. and how it's their brain function functioning. And to me, the best thing I could have done for my mom was to kind of have constant, like, uh, like a radio playing music in the room. Just so she, it, when she's laying there, she's not listening to fucking machinery. Right. You know, if she could just listen to like some kind of oldie station and, keep her brain going while she was in her state. But like every now and then I would play Pearl Jam's just breathe. Cause I just wanted her to breathe. So yeah, that, that would have to be my favorite, but there's so many, 
Yeah. But that one, that, that one hits me in the feels. Um, <clears throat> I would say my favorite Nirvana song, um, is come as you are. Yeah, I really, there's a lot of great records that they have. And I know, I know, um, you know, you're right. Like, I know people are like, oh, well, that's not really a Nirvana song because it wasn't released during his life. It's like, well, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was still released and it was still great. But if we're talking about during their timeline, when they, you know, when they were active, I would say Come As You Are is a, that's a, that's a great rough, that's a great fucking record, man. One of my favorite Nirvana songs, it's a song they released as a B-side, but I love the demo version. And it's a song Dave Grohl did was Marigold. Mm. There, uh, I have like this box set called Outsesticide, mm-hmm. which is all like the demos and B sides that Nirvana did. And there's like a, an acoustic version of the song Marigold that Grohl did, and Nirvana eventually did it. And uh, Kurt sang it. Mm. I, I believe Kurt sang it. But that's, that song is, like, so good. That's, like, one of my favorite Nirvana songs. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward. I know the Foo Fighters have said that they're going to start doing some touring pretty soon. Uh, they're on a, yeah. uh, a lot of tours or uh, uh, festivals coming up. Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you, I know, you know, not having Taylor on the drums is, is, is the shits. But um, I cannot yeah. wait to go see Foo Fighters live again. I'll tell you. Like, I just absolutely adore. Probably, I would say, in, like, my musical spectrum, Foo Fighters are probably in like my top five of everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause the, you know, um, it's, it sucks that, you know, Taylor's no longer with us, but the band's got to carry on mm-hmm. because if the band stops, Taylor's legacy stops. Right. If the band continues on. It, it's a continuation of his body of work. So it's a celebration of his life. And I've been just interested to see who they uh, have. Yeah. Play drums. Yep. Um, last question from Mark and Dryden. So what did you two think about the wrestler now known as Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks, not being the mystery partner on AEW Dynamite? Audrey back here in the background has got a couple of feelings about that. Uh, do you think she's even signed with AEW? Uh, anytime I see a baby out in public crying, I go, me too, kid. <laughs> she's just making a whole lot of noise. That's all she does is talk now. She just yells and screams all the time. So awesome that's great she's great yeah i I like kids i don't want i just rent them i don't want them (laughs) listen my kids are going to be there they are ecstatic at the idea of hanging out with you um they were (laughs) like can we can we do wrestling moves i was like no you can't do wrestling moves with blue mini that's not how this works you guys can hang out (laughs) you can chill but no 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 wrestling moves so uh uh, it just seemed like a bit of uh also advertising kind of because they were Mm -hmm. they're dropping the hints you know, I'm the boss and, you know, uh, this, that, and the other thing. I don't know if she'll be with AEW. I mean, I write, uh, that, that was the thing, like, with, you know, TNA Impact, you know, when somebody left WWE, oh, they're automatically going to, maybe she doesn't want to, Yeah. you know, I mean, who knows? And if she doesn't want to, that's cool. Yeah, you're not, you're not obligated to go there, you know, but she's, uh, she did the new Japan thing. She's doing this show in California. They have a new Japan show in California that she's going to be on. She's just, uh, you know, she's doing the thing. You know, she's doing her bucket list stuff, which is awesome. I'm glad I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, Mercedes. Uh, I keep wanting to say Sasha, but I'm a big fan of 
both, uh, both great workers, uh, great people, you know, Sasha and Mercedes, even though it's one, (laughs) I keep pluralizing her, Uh, but no, she's awesome. And doing doing what she's doing now is good because you can always go back. Right. You know, you can always go back. It's good to go out and live out, you know, sometimes take a venture outside the castle see what the the world is like outside the castle because she's earned a right to go back to the castle. And I'm sure the castle will gladly take her back when she's ready to go back. Such as, you know, Cody did. Right. Oh, so, uh, good for her. I, I think, mean, I, hope, I hope she's happy. A lot of, a part of me really believes that that's what she's doing. She's going out and doing her Cody Rhodes thing for a while. She's going to go out. She's going to tear up the territory or, you know, the independent scene, She's going to go to Japan. She could. I mean, you know, if you're asking me my opinion, Mark, I, I think uh, I think probably she'll end up there for a period of time. I don't necessarily believe that she'll sign an exclusive deal with Tony. Um, she, could do the, she could do the Cardona thing where it's a per date appearance. Right. Because remember, too, like there's NWA, there's Impact. You know, there's a lot of promotions that she could, you know, fuck, she could end up in, in, in you know, GCW, for Christ's sake. There's a lot of yeah. things out there that that are available for her uh, and at her disposal. I do believe that she'll end up back at the at WWE before the end of the year, though. I think this is the year that she's going to go out. She's going to tear it up and she's going to come back and make the money. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I don't I don't see her signing any kind of long term because, again, like, like what would be the point of jumping from an exclusive deal to another one, especially if that's the goal for her is to is to to ride this wave for a while. Um yeah. Uh, no, but I, I don't, I, I, again, I agree with Meanie. I think there was definitely a lot of, it felt like a lot of false, false advertising and like they kind of knew what they were doing when they were nodding to it. And, you know, and then Tony comes out and he's like, oh, well, you know, it's Tony Storm. Why did you like, you could have, you know, so now you're putting her in a weird position. I don't know. I, I felt some kind of way about it, but, um, you know, maybe it was unintentional. Maybe it was, uh, but we'll, you know, time will, time will tell and we'll see uh, from there. In the words of, uh. Dave Meltzer's things, plans change. That's right. <laughs> yeah, plans change, pal. Uh, but what doesn't change is my excitement and love for this program and the pod squad and doing this show with the Blue Meanie. It's fucking great to be here every week with all, with all of you. So thank you for all of your questions. Don't forget, tweet them at us, at Mind of the Meanie, and use the uh, hashtag Ask Meanie, and we will ask them on the show. Blue Meanie, blue, sir. Where, can, <laughs> where I'm never going to let that go. Shout out to Dave LaGreca. Uh, where can folks find you on social media it, well hopefully i get these ad reads right one day. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> five four three two one let me clear my throat uh if you would like to follow the blue meanie on all forms of social media that's facebook twitter instagram and maybe tiktok at blue meanie bwl on all forms of social media if you would like to support the blue meanie Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Get yourself a uh, snazzy little Acknowledge Meanie t-shirt. Now, if you want to support Mind of the Meanie and help us pay the bills, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie or use the code MIND to either support Blue Meanie or support Mind of the Meanie. Either code you use will save yourself 10%. So go over to Collar Elbow Brand, save some money. Rod Hicks is doing an amazing job over there at CollarElbowBrand.com. Uh, MadCatBeardCare.com. 
my boy Josh Thornton has done an amazing job over at madcatbeercare.com. Uh, he's a, a cat lover like myself. So if you like cats and you want to help support and take care of feral cats, he rounds them up, takes them to the, the vet and, uh, gets them all well and, and good. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> all well and good. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Uh, he takes care of the cats and he's a cat lover like me. And if you're a cat lover like him and me, go to madcatbeercare.com, get some of the blue spruce over there. Uh, shout out to my boy, Jim Nelson, glaciersofice.com. Uh, Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair of shoes takes Jim about 50 hours per pair to make. Uh, if you want to see all his hard work, all his great work, follow him on social media, social media at G-O-I Kicks. That's G-O-I Kicks, all four in the social media, and see some of these amazing sneakers that he makes. Now, cameo.com slash uh, Blue Meanie BWO is for all your birthday wishes, holiday wishes, well wishes. Uh, keep it light. Keep it fun. Uh, just a few uh, this week, and I uh, had a great time. I love doing the uh, the cameos, and I love uh, trying to you know make somebody's day a little bit happier. So go to cameo.com. Slash Blue Meanie BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can go and find me on Twitter, Instagram, and still on Mastodon at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. Uh, go ahead and check out my uh, secondary show, Foundation Radio, at foundationradio.net this week. Uh, you'll be listening to this on Monday. Jump over in the feed on Tuesday. I'm going to have Eric Bischoff on the program this week. Talk about his new book, Grateful, that he just wrote with Guy Evans. And we'll probably talk about a lot of other stuff, too. So go ahead and check it out, foundationradio.net. Heard great things about that book. I have, too. It's, it's fantastic. Um, I just started reading it. I have a couple of days to get through it, and I'm looking forward to picking it apart with him. Uh, don't forget my new program, uh, The Wrestling Hour premieres this Wednesday, uh, January 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so go over to premierestreamingnetwork.com, sign up today, and check it out. My first panel guests are uh, Cameron Hawkins from The Ringer, Candice Cordelia from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and the editor of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Kevin McElvaney. So go ahead and check that out. The Wrestling Hour with Adam Bernard starts this Wednesday and every week after that. Go over to the Feinberg Method at thefeinbergmethod.com uh, and get yourself situated mentally and physically with my trainer, uh, Brad Feinberg. Use promo code Goober and save up to 20% on your entire purchase with him. Uh, and tell him Goober sent you thefeinbergmethod.com. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. Pick up a shirt to support the program. Don't forget my brother's Gatter Wrestling Buddy will be coming soon. Get yourself a two-pack, two-deal deal Jones. Uh, for your mind of the meanie love for meanie and Adam together, uh, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Sign up today. Uh, actually, wait, that's the wrong sentence. Prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Pick yourself up a shirt and support the program. Patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Sign up today and uh, keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and at the Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth. Uh, meanie, thank you so much for your time. As always, I genuinely appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I love this program, and I love the pod squad here. Uh, we genuinely appreciate you. For the Blue Meanie, I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind of the meaning. Peace. <laughs> I'm leaving it. 
This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Millie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.